there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Thanks so much for tuning in. By the way, I'd love to know how you're tuning into Time for Coffee. Are you chilling in a coffee shop? Are you biking or walking to class or doing laundry or whatever it is? Tweet me at Time, the number four, Coffee, LLC, and let me know. In the meantime, grab your mug because it's time to chug another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest on today's episode is Gabriel Sebastian, who is a program manager in Mexico at Population Services International, which is a global health international development organization or nonprofit. Gabe is also advisor to the board at Maverick Next, also at PSI, which is a philanthropic effort targeting next-gen philanthropists. Gabe was born in Bolivia, but grew up in Mozambique in a family of social entrepreneurs. In fact, his family founded the largest social enterprise in Bolivia. Gabe, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Thank you so much. I'm ready to go. I'm drinking tea, but that's a a good substitute for me. (laughs) Fantastic. Just so long as you have something to drink. Exactly. Gabe, let's go right into our tea for C espresso shots. These are 10 quick questions to give Java junkies an insight into your career. So what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into the field of international development? Uh, most of the entry-level jobs tend to have the assistant title through it. And this could be anything from administrative assistant, or program assistant, or financial assistant. So that would be the sort of like the most entry-level opportunity. In some cases, depending on experience and what you study, if it's very technical, you might be able to skip that and go into what we call associate-level position. That could be anything from associate financial controller or associate program manager. Okay, wonderful. What about useful skills that you look for in the people that you hire at Population Services International? Not just Population Services International, I would say the entire industry. What I've noticed is that something we look for and almost everyone looks for is language. So every time I I, I meet someone that wants to get into this field, I tell them, you need to be able to speak at least two, if not three languages, because that is going to put you on top of the pile for the CV applications. And it's specifically, especially in this field, French is very important because of the Western Central African region and Spanish as well. Those are excellent suggestions. And what about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor that you're looking at? Do you think it's important if you want to break into the field of international development that you have a particular major? It really depends in the position you're applying. In PSI, we have technical roles, that is people working specifically with HIV strategies or malaria strategies, etc. Those type of positions usually require some sort of technical expertise or major related to this to the field but then there's other ones like myself like program managers etc where we have a wide variety of people we i have colleagues who studied biology policy and of course business like myself who are all in this in this level so it's not in these managerial positions it's not that essential it it definitely helps but what outweighs it is experience and not just like labor experience even if you're coming out straight out of school if you've done a lot of internships or you've done some sort of apprenticeship program and you've demonstrated 
that you have some control over what a work plan is and budgeting, that's, that's really valuable. And what about a graduate degree? And maybe not for the entry-level positions, but down the line in order to have more senior positions in the field? So down the line, I would say it's, it definitely helps. The world has changed a little bit. We have people who've been in PSI for many, many years, and they're definitely high up in there who have not gotten a graduate degree. It's just that their vast years of experience sort of substitutes that, and it's actually better for that. However, what we see now is that younger generation of professionals come in, those are starting to be more of a uh, requirement. Even if you apply straight up graduate Degrees are not necessarily necessary, but what you do find is that you might be able to skip out on these entry-level positions that I mentioned. So if you apply directly with a graduate degree, your chances of getting a more uh, mid-level position are are quite higher. Gabe, you've obviously lived an incredibly experienced life, you know, in many different cultures. What do you think are the most useful life experiences for Java junkies who want to start out in the field of international development? I would say it's just international exposure. I've been privileged that my family comes from this culture of just traveling around, trying to help out and being exposed to different countries and and challenges. But there's ways around that if you're not born into that type of family. So things like Peace Corps, volunteering, there's, um, there's a website called Travel abroad, I think it's called. It's just just get yourself out there and do something outside of your own uh, sort of comfort zone and being exposed to other languages and cultures. I would say that's the most important part, considering that most of the work we do are in countries that are not our own, speaking languages that are not our first languages, and trying to understand a political and cultural systems that are completely different to ours. So if you have some exposure to that, or if possible, a lot of exposure, that's a really useful skill. And it could also help Java junkies recognize if maybe this isn't the right track for them. So it's a great way to kind of get that early exposure to help them understand, right? You also get to meet so many different types of people that you never know down the line if they're going to be useful, friendly, or maybe even your partner. Expanding your horizons and trying to put yourself in as many different cultures as possible can always, I don't think it's, there's a downside it always, it's always good. I totally agree. I subscribe to that philosophy as well. Gabe, what is the best part for you of being in this profession? For me personally, it's the fact that I can sort of give back to the people that are in need around the world. I'm very aware that I've lived a privileged life in the sense that I had access to education, I had access to health, I had access to jobs, I had a caring family. And these are things that a lot of people take for granted, especially in the West, but it's not given in the rest of the world. And in my job, I feel like I get to add a little bit, like give my own little grain of sand to this change that's hopefully making their lives better. So that to me is my favorite part about working in PSI and in this industry. And what about the downside? What's the part of your current job that really sucks the most? For me, everyone, no matter what position you're in, except maybe like director level, you tend to do some admin work. And I'm not a big fan of administrative work, but everyone has to do it. So I would say that is the sort of like the tasks I'm not the most privy to. But overall, from the job side is um, as a program manager that's not in based in an implementing team. So we have country teams that are actually doing the activities where I'm more managing them from the headquarters level. Sometimes you feel a little 
distant. So you can see the results of activities, but you're not there to do it with them. And that can be a little frustrating sometimes. Thankfully, our managers and PSI in general, there's opportunities to get involved as well. I just wish it was like my day to day. Gabe, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? The best career advice I've ever gotten was uh, my uncle, who's a, he's a, an excellent professional that I'm up to. And he told me the moment you stop learning from your job, just move on, apply to something else, change countries, everything. Like him, I, I like the pursuit of knowledge, something that I devour. And I think that's the best advice I've ever gotten. I love it. What about movies or fiction books? <laughs> Do you think there are any that accurately depict this line of work? It's hard for me to answer because the type of movies I like to watch tend to be sci-fi and the books I read are sort of surrealist fiction. So <laughs> I, I tend to avoid uh, nonfiction. But a few years ago, I got hold of a book called The Wisdom of Horse by Elizabeth Pisani. And it talks about the history of HIV AIDS from a social political lens, not just the aid industry. And that book is extremely interesting. And I think anyone who wants to get involved in global health should read it because HIV AIDS is one of the major pillars of global health programming. And it goes into depth of, you know, how does the, how was the AIDS response to the HIV epidemic? How was the political response, the economic response, et cetera? It was a fantastic read. We'll make sure to, uh, to include that in show notes as well. So final espresso shot here. What would people be surprised to learn about your profession, Gabe? I think by people who can be more specific, I think this next generation, like the, the new professionals, would be very surprised to see just how tech unsavvy this industry is. In a world where almost everything has been revolutionized by technology, global health is one of the last sort of bastions that, uh, of archaic practices. So it, people, especially young people coming in, they would be very surprised to hear things like, oh, we should use Facebook Messenger as an innovative approach to <laughs> public health. You know, that's been around since like 2004, actually. So for us in, in the consumer side, it just seems like archaic tech that's miles uh, behind. But for the industry, that is innovative. And it, it's because of a lot of things, politics, bureaucracy, infrastructure challenges, etc. But that to me, I would say is the most surprising thing for anyone coming in and seeing, especially the younger people. You'd be surprised just how tech backwards it can be. <laughs> well, that could also be an opportunity for Java junkies who are really tech savvy to try to bring some of these best practices into the industry. So that's Absolutely. really, yeah, that's really good to know. Gabe, thank you so much for making time for coffee with me and the Java junkie community today. This was really fantastic. No, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much. <laughs>